And it's in significant conversations that you have the opportunity to introduce Jesus, you know, into the narrative. And so uh, to me, that's what I've really tried to grow is in this area of, of asking people questions about their life uh, and then using the answers as a way to bring Jesus into the conversation. Welcome to the Ask About My Faith podcast, where our hope is to inspire everyday faith conversations. My name is Abby. And I'm Jess. Today, we have the honor of speaking with Justin Gasper. He is a close family friend to both Jess and I, and his wife, Marie, helped launch Ask About My Faith in 2018. She's been our primary writer and thought leader. So we're so grateful for them. Uh, Justin has some great stories to share with you today. I want you to especially listen for the door-to-door salesman that Justin interacts with and how he saves money on his garbage. Let's jump in. Justin, it's so good to have you with us. Both Abby and I have known you since what? Maybe we've probably known you for 12 years, you and your family. Um, you guys are just so fantastic. And I would add that your wife, Marit, also helps out with Ask About My Faith. And she is an incredible writer. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things that people might read on our website um, have her hand on it. I would say probably just about everything. Um, so it's so good to have you with us. Thank you so much, uh, Abby and Jess. It's really a joy to be with you today. Uh, yeah, Marie loves being part of Ask About My Faith uh, and sees the vision of it. And we just believe so much in what you're doing. And we just think these conversations are really important uh, as far as what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about your family? Yeah, I love talking about my family. So uh, this May, I will have been married for 23 years, wow. which is kind of hard to believe. <laughs> this is the tipping point year where we now will have been married longer than we weren't married. So that's a wow. huge milestone. Congratulations. For us. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And then we have three children. Uh, Elise is 15 and is a sophomore in high school. My son Silas is 13 and is a seventh grader. And my other son, Jens, is nine years old and he's a fourth grader. And we have a crazy dog named Franklin. <laughs> wow. Wow. It is, you, you have a fun and energetic family. We do. No doubt about it. No doubt. And some of the smartest kids I've ever met in my entire life. (laughs) Well, that's Marie's responsibility. I give all credit (laughs) to the Lord and to her for that. Yeah, because she homeschools. She's been homeschooling since they, she's always homeschooled, right? Yep, yep. Since my daughter was four years old. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, tell us a little bit more about yourself. um, You know, what what you've done for work, a little bit of your your journey so far. We'll come to your faith story right after that. Yeah, my journey has been a, a winding one. Uh, so I started out actually in education. So I was a public school music teacher for four years, enjoyed that time. Um, left that when we were thinking about having kids, because we all know you can't afford to have a stay-at-home <laughs> mom on a teacher salary. So I left that, uh, jumped into the corporate world and worked for a few different corporations in the Minneapolis area for about 12 years. Uh, and then about eight years ago, jumped into full-time ministry for the first time. So I uh, worked as a family and children's pastor at a church in Minneapolis. And then two years ago, the family pulled up stakes, moved down south, and I'm now the outreach minister at Northwest Bible Church in Dallas, Texas. Wow. Those sound like some big transitions for you guys. Uh, Yes. Yes. I have learned, uh, as I kind of think about it, several language, career languages. And um, 
but at the same time, it's all been great. And uh, I really see how I've learned different skills and uh, uh, tactics mm. and things that I've needed over the years to prepare me for what I do now. Sure. That's so good. When you look back and you can see how God is putting all the pieces together for you. That's right. That's right. At times I didn't understand it, but now looking back, uh, it's really cool to see how he's weaved it all together. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how you came to your faith, how you became a believer? Yeah, for sure. I mean, my story, I think, is a common one for people that maybe grew up in a Christian home. So my mm. my parents have always been believers. My dad was the head elder at the little 60-person church that I grew up in my whole life. Uh, but really, that first moment where I remember kind of, quote-unquote, saying yes to Jesus actually happened in the third grade. And so I was in this little private Lutheran school where I went to preschool through third grade. And in third grade, this uh, friend of mine named Amanda asked me the question. She said, have you ever asked Jesus into your heart? And I remember kind of pausing and thinking, and I said, to be honest with you, no, I, I never have. And so she grabbed my third grade teacher, Mrs. Nagle, and brought her over to my desk, and we talked about what that meant. Uh, and then with Amanda and Mrs. Nagle and me, I had the opportunity to ask Jesus into my heart for the very first time in third wow. grade. So that's a really special memory. Uh, and then I would just say in college, you know, like a lot of people, I experienced this idea where your faith gets challenged. Mm. And I went to a private Christian school, but the religion department really kind of set out to, to really challenge people's, as they put it, kind of Sunday school beliefs. And I saw so many of my friends walk away from their faith, drop their faith, uh, no longer profess to follow Jesus. And thank the Lord, I just really dug in and said, okay, I'm going to find out, is this, is this my faith or is this my parents' faith? And so I would say coming out of college is where I really felt like I could come out of that saying, yes, I am going to be a follower of Jesus for my whole life. Now, so, so you really started to adopt your faith as your own in college. Um, and that's, that's when you decided, yep, this is, this is going to be the way that I'm, I'm living uh, for the Lord. How about why? Why do you share your faith now? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think there's a couple reasons for that. Um, first, I just really believe Jesus commands us to do it. Uh, bottom line, you know, I read the New Testament. I don't see a lot of like, hey, share your faith if you get an opportunity. Uh, you look mm -hmm. at Mark 20, uh, excuse me, Matthew 28, go therefore to make disciples. Mark 16, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. So it really was an imperative from Jesus that part of being a follower of Jesus is to share your faith. And mm -hmm. so I, I take that seriously. Joe, almost just as importantly as that, I actually believe that what we have to share is good news. Mm. I just really believe when I meet people, whether they're my neighbors or my coworkers or uh, people I come across at a, at a grocery store or a gas station, that following Jesus, they will be happier, they'll right. be more fulfilled, and they'll have more inner peace following Jesus than not. And so that really compels me to look for opportunities to talk about him. Yeah, that's so good. And I think a lot of our like American culture is even like keep that to yourself. And mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like because we're so independent or just because we're like embarrassed somehow, but you're right. Yeah. Life is so much better when you know the Lord and we're called to like share that. That's right. I that's love right. that. It is good news. It's good news. Do you remember the first time that you like took that step of faith and, and actually shared it with someone? I hear stories from when I was a kid and my parents told me stories about sharing my faith with my little first grade buddy named Danny. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that, but she loves to tell the story. Uh, but for me, I think if I've done anything right and I've done, I've messed it up a lot, but when I've done it right, 
I think I've tried to just make people aware in the different worlds I've lived in, whether it was high school or college or in the corporate world. Um, I've just tried to make people aware that I'm a believer, mm. that I'm a follower of Jesus. And I think just even people having that awareness and not trying to be pushy about it or weird about it or anything like that, but just people being aware, oh, this is the person who's a Bible guy or a church guy or a Jesus guy has opened up a lot of cool opportunities just to mm. bring Jesus into conversations, whether it's just sharing with somebody at work, hey, here's what I did this weekend and church was part of it. And I share something cool that happened at my church or whatever that might be, or people going through a crisis and they said, hey, I know, I know you're, a, you're a Bible guy. Hey, would you be willing to pray for me? And so I think just like making people aware of the fact that I believe in Jesus and follow Jesus has actually opened up a lot of cool opportunities that they've initiated with me. Justin, let's give our listeners some practicals. How do you make it known that you're a believer at work? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I use church a lot to do that because, you know, you're in the corporate world. I was in there for 12 years or any kind of secular job. What's the question you always get on Monday morning? Yeah. How was your weekend? Hey. <laughs> yeah. How was your weekend? What'd, What'd you, you do? do? Did yeah. you do anything fun this weekend? And I found that's such an easy, non-confrontational mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. to bring up the fact that Jesus is part of your life by talking about the fact that here's what I did on Friday and here's what I did on Saturday. Yeah. And man, I had this a great service on Sunday that we did. And here's what, here's what I learned. Uh, just that uh, is mm. a great way to make it aware, make people know uh, that, that Jesus is an important part of your life. That's been a great way for me to incorporate faith into my workplace too. There's there's really no need to be ashamed or, you know, to be a closet Christian when someone asks how your weekend was. Just be honest. No one has ever gotten upset or annoyed at me answering that question. What if we let people know we're Christians and then they approach us because of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to put it, Jess, where we're letting people know we're not going in trying to preach theology to them. We're not necessarily even going and quoting Bible verses to them. We're just simply making them aware mm. that yeah. faith is part of our life. Uh, and then those opportunities uh, open up into them. I think people will keep a little closer eye on us, too, and gives us an opportunity that when we're generous or we're kind or we're caring, people are more apt to attach mm. that to our Christian faith yeah. than just like, oh, Justin's just a nice guy. Uh, and so I think there's a lot of wins in just making people aware of the fact that Jesus is part of your life. Wow. That's so good. I like that. Now, you went to a Bible college. So the the assumption anyway would be that, you know, you took five courses about how to share your faith. <laughs> uh, what was that actually like for you? Did Were you taught how to share your faith or is that just something you learned along the way? Certainly not at college. Uh, there was none of that uh, for sure. <laughs> And I would say how I've learned how to do this has been both kind of formal and informal. So I'm a reader. I like to study. I like to learn things. And so um, this is a topic I've read a lot of books on or listened to podcasts on. What I love about today is there are so many resources out there that if you want to get good at doing something like this, and I think it does take maybe some practice to get good at it, just to stretch your comfort zone. Um, there are tons of great resources. I just read a book recently. It's amazing called Scent. And the subtitle is Living a Life that Invites Others to Jesus by Heather and Ashley Holeman. That's been a really big book recently that has been really mm. helpful for me in having conversations about him. Wow. And then kind of on the inspiration side, because we need that too, uh, to motivate us to get out there to do it. Uh, a great book called The Listening Road by a guy named Neil Tomba. It's just a series of stories about him. He rode across America on his bike in 30 days. And every wow. day he'd ride 100 miles. 
and then have conversations with people about Jesus. And he just captured all so these cool. stories across the country of him talking to, uh, about faith and hearing their perspective uh, and having him have an opportunity to talk about how Jesus can make an impact in their life. So those are a couple of resources. If you're a self-study person that I think you can learn. Yeah, we can link those in the in the show notes. And awesome. fun fact, you actually are working under him as a lead pastor, right? Yes, yes. He's a senior pastor at the church uh, that I'm at. Uh, just a real inspiration. 59 yeah. years old, he jumped on wow. his bike and rode across America. And uh, I- I'm sitting there going, man, if he can do that, <laughs> I can talk to the guy at the grocery store. Totally. Uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. How like aspirational. Mm-hmm. For sure. So Justin, when it comes to sharing your faith, do you find yourself, you know, you said the guy at the grocery store, do you find yourself sharing with strangers pretty often? Or is it something that you find you build that relationship up and over time you share with those people you already know? I would say that that has been, that has changed at different phases of my life. And so more recently, I would say I've actually been sharing my faith more with strangers than I have in a relational context. And and part of that is just because I'm a pastor, right? So like, Every day, all day, I'm surrounded by people who know and love Jesus at my church. I come from a Christian home. Uh, and so my sphere of kind of non-Christian people is smaller maybe than it used to be when I worked in corporate America. Uh, mm-hmm. So now I just look for opportunities as I'm out living my life. What I realized a few years ago is that I was treating the people in my life, the cashier at the grocery store, the barista at the coffee shop, like machines. You know, mm-hmm. I was seeing this wow. person is here to provide a function to get me through my day, to help me accomplish a goal or a task. And I realized, man, I got to stop looking at at them as machines. I need to look at them as people who God created and God loves to interact with them and have opportunities to share faith. So that was just like a light bulb moment for me as I started being aware of the people that God was putting across my path every day uh, where I didn't know where they were at spiritually. Uh, And there's been some really cool opportunities over the last few years as I started to see people in that way. I've heard you share about a time where you were able to encourage a cashier. Can you tell our listeners that story? Yeah. um, One of my favorite stories and um, (laughs) one of my favorite stories I've had the opportunity to to be part of, I like cheeseburgers. Okay. Let's let's face it. (laughs) Cheeseburgers are my favorite (laughs) food. And I am, I am fully convinced that Burger King has fans that pumps out cheeseburger smell all around them. I'm convinced of it. And so one day I was driving by Burger King and I, I had this smell and I wanted to eat and I drove into the drive-thru. I'm like, I'm just going to grab a quick double cheeseburger. And I pull up and I, I order my food in the drive-thru. I'm the only one in the drive-thru. And I pull up and the food wasn't ready when I got there. There was some kind of delay or they, didn't, they, get, they were getting me a fresh one, which I appreciate. And I just started talking to the woman. Uh, she was probably 60, I would guess, working in the drive-thru window And we started talking and I asked how things were going and I could tell she was a little bit down. And so I just kind of leaned into Mm. that a little bit. Hey, how's your day going? What's going on? Seems like you're a little bummed out today. Um, And she started just telling me this story about her daughter and that her daughter was going through this really uh, difficult life circumstance. She didn't know what to do. She really wanted her uh, to be stable and healthy and happy. And so in the drive-thru, I just said, man, would would you mind if I prayed for you? Now, I've said that lots of times and, 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 said, and people say, yeah, okay, cool, you can pray for me, assuming that I'm going to leave and maybe go home and pray about it. But I wanted to take it a step further in this moment. And I said, can I pray for you right now? Wow. wow. And yeah. so she reached her hand out the drive through window and I <laughs> grabbed her hand while I was waiting for my cheeseburger uh, and had the opportunity to pray for her daughter and pray that God would just do amazing things in her life. Wow. Uh, and she had tears uh, you know, running down her face 
And I just saw this as an incredible opportunity that God gave me. He didn't bring, he, mm. he kept the drive through free. So we had a few minutes to chat uh, and I had a chance just to speak some life into a difficult circumstance. Wow. And that's interesting because you may not have known necessarily whether she was a Christian already or not, but it's still meaningful for you to inspire that person, whether maybe she already knew the Lord. Great. Totally. And if she didn't, wow. Also so great. Right. Yeah. Cause well, you know, on one end I have a chance to share the good news of Jesus uh, and maybe for the very first time they come into a relationship with him. On the other end, I might be an answer to a prayer that somebody has been praying for a long time. You know, God, bring me some encouragement, bring somebody in my life who can help speak into this situation. Mm. So to me, it's a win-win either way, whether I'm encouraging a a fellow believer or I'm bringing faith to somebody for the very first time. What I love is that you noticed her and then you leaned into it. Sure. So that was like a huge step of courage too. And it's not like you pulled out a notepad and like drew like, this is you and this is Jesus. And there's a bridge, you know, it was just yeah encouraging her through prayer in a real life circumstance. Yeah. And I'm ready with the notepad if I need to do that. I'm ready. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, that's, I don't feel like that's always what God calls us to. Sometimes he calls us to plant seeds in people's lives. Yeah. And I love to think of it that way because to me, it takes all the pressure off. You know, it's not my responsibility to quote unquote, close the deal yeah. in this conversation. Sometimes that may happen. Uh, but ultimately my, my, my role is to point people towards Jesus mm-hmm. and let the Holy Spirit do in them what he wants to and needs to do. Hmm. Do you, do you, have you noticed that most of your interactions like that end up being praying for people or do you end up like sharing the gospel? I would say praying for people is the is kind of my go to if you look yeah. at like a tactic to get into a conversation about Jesus because mm. I just don't find anybody who's offended or very few people that are offended by prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had some some misses, right? There was a guy I was at the airport, I was having a great conversation with him. Uh, we were super engaged and we talked for quite a while and at the end he was kind of running off to his thing because he was first class and I have the seats back by the bathroom and I didn't know what else to do. So I'm just like, Hey man, uh, not to be weird or anything, but do you have anything I can pray for you for? And he turned around in very nice tone. He said, Oh, you know what? I'm good. Save that for somebody else. And that's like as bad as it gets. (laughs) And frankly, that wasn't actually that bad. Right. And so I think there's this fear that people have that, man, if I step out there and offer to pray for somebody or encourage somebody, they're going to snap at me. I've never had that happen. Um, Mm -hmm. And then after the prayer, that's where I think sometimes we get an opportunity to talk more about the gospel and kind of find out where they're at as people, if they're a believer, if they're not a believer. But man, if if people are thinking about having conversations about Jesus, I just encourage them to start with prayer because Mm -hmm. every time I offer it, even if somebody said no, you know, and uh, if they say after that, they say, but thank you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Justin, I'm curious, when it comes to obstacles that you've had to overcome in sharing your faith, is there any is there any main thing that maybe even still today you find yourself having to overcome this this roadblock mentally or whatever it may be in order to follow the Lord's lead in sharing the gospel with someone or praying for them? Yeah, I think the biggest things for me that I still deal with today are things that we all probably struggle with. There's still times when fear 
pops up. What is this person going to think of me? What are the people around me going to think of me as I'm engaging this person? Mm. What is this person who is also waiting to pay for their uh, potato chips at the grocery at the gas station <laughs> going to do when I stop for a moment and try to pray for this person and now I kind of inconvenience them in a way? These are the ra- rationalizations mm. that go through my mind when I'm out there having those conversations that I have to really work to push aside. And, and honestly, I am not always successful. There's a lot of moments that I walk out of a situation and say, ah, I missed it. I see that this was an opportunity. And I just, I rationalized away the fact that I felt like God was calling me to interact with that person, whether it's because I was busy, whether I was fearful, um, whether I didn't know exactly how to do it right, or I didn't want to be weird about it. These are all still things I deal with. Um, the, the difference is over the years, I've gotten more wins than I used to. Yeah. There's still a lot of fails, but I got more wins now than I did 10 years ago, for sure. Gosh, I so relate to that. This week I was at Mall of America, just like walking around and there was this girl sitting on a bench and man, I felt like there was just a spotlight on her. And Mm -hmm. I felt like God was saying, go tell her I love her. And I was so scared. I kept walking and thought about her for like an hour and tried to like loop back around and catch her again. But man, that was just a missed opportunity, like you're saying, and it's, I'm not going to let that happen again. And you know, I've beat myself up so many times because Mm -hmm. of that. And like judgment, like judged myself because of it. And I've just found, man, when I go to God, I admit that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sorry, God, I missed it. Uh, He's so gracious to forgive me. And then I, then I take a moment to pray for that person that I didn't talk Mm -hmm. to and just pray that God would bring somebody else, either bring me across their path again or bring somebody else into their life to, to, to share with them. So that's how I've mm-hmm. dealt with those failures in my life in that area. Yeah, angle. it's so real too. But that's I good. think it it really like encourages you too to be like, oh, I'm not gonna like miss the opportunity again. That's right. right? That's yeah. right. Right. That's interesting how even those, even those situations can be really powerful in our own transformation and continuing to take steps to uh to listen to that nudge when we feel it. Mm-hmm. What about um you know, maybe hard to pinpoint just one, but do you have any interactions sharing your faith that have been especially powerful or moving? Yeah. One that comes to mind is, um, it was a Saturday, uh, trying to get a lot done. I had my honeydew list for the day and I was working on trying to get some stuff done around the house. And worst case scenario, when you're trying to do that, any of you who are homeowners know, is when a door-to-door salesman comes up and walks up on what you're doing. Because you can't not answer the doorbell because the garage door is open and I'm standing there. There's no way to avoid the situation. And so this guy comes walking up and he's selling garbage service, which is not a particularly exciting thing. And he starts kind of pitching me about, oh, you're paying this for your garbage service and I can get you this. And we kind of go through this whole thing. And I just started talking to the guy. I started asking him some questions. And this is just something I've learned over the years is questions are a really powerful way to get into conversations about Jesus. And so just started asking him, did he live nearby? Uh, did they have him all over the state or was he local? Um, started, he started telling me a little bit about his family and told me the fact that he had a daughter. Um, and, and, and I just asked, like, how is she doing in school? How she's liking school? And he suddenly got really emotional. Mm. And he stopped for a minute and just said, to be honest with you, we're going through a really tough time with her. She's been struggling with her mental health. She's been struggling with depression and anxiety for a long time. And just recently she had a suicide attempt. Wow. And so we're just, we're trying to handle this. Well, 
this is not the way I thought the conversation was going to go with my garbage salesman here in my driveway. Uh, but man, I saw this as a clear opportunity um, just to just to encourage this man again. I don't I don't know where he was at faith wise. I had the opportunity to talk about how Jesus loves your daughter so much. He cares about her. He sees her pain. He sees your struggle uh, that you have as a parent to know how to parent her well and how to encourage her and how to, how to help bring her to a place of healing. And then, of course, ended our time by offering to, to pray for him. And so I had the opportunity in my driveway with my garbage salesman uh, just to, to pray for him, to encourage him. Uh, and you could tell that he was really emotional about this as far as the impact it was having. Um, so that, that's one that really sticks out at me where God gave me an opportunity to speak life into a really challenging, difficult circumstance in a random person that, that he brought literally into my driveway. That's amazing. He, he came right, he came to you. You didn't even have to he go did. find him, Justin. That's right. <laughs> and I saved money on my garbage. I'll say that too. So you did sign up for the service? I did. I, I feel like I couldn't <laughs> not at that point. Wow. And I love that asking questions was like the way in and you find, you got like the thing that opened him up, you know? That's right. Cause I mean, questions are the only way you can get from like a simple base level conversation into a significant mm -hmm. conversation. Yeah. And it's in significant conversations that you have the opportunity to introduce Jesus, you know, into the narrative. And so uh, to me, that's what I've really tried to grow is in this area of, of asking people questions about their life yeah. uh, and then using the answers as a way to bring Jesus into the conversation. Wow. That's so good. You were talking about when you were in the drive-thru and sometimes like someone drives up and it feels inconvenient. Do you have uh, do you have a story of where you pushed through an uncomfortable or like inconvenient situation to pray for someone or share about God's love? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I kind of alluded to the gas station situation and I have had uh, a couple of situations where I've gotten to a conversation with a gas station clerk, started to get into some deeper level stuff. As we're in the middle of the conversation, somebody comes in and of course the thoughts start rolling around in my head. Oh man, I guess, I guess I missed my window here. Uh, and sometimes I've backed off, but in a couple of situations, I've just said, I'm not going to worry about what this person's going to think or if they're going to be inconvenienced because ultimately what's most important is the person who's in front of me. Um, and so push through, offer to pray, set a quick, a quick prayer for them, even though the person behind me was probably annoyed. Um, <laughs> and although th those moments are uncomfortable at the time, man, you leave that situation feeling like a million bucks, just feeling mm -hmm. like, man, that was so exciting to see how God used me. So uh, just to encourage people that when you're having that feeling and that doubt or that rationalization on why I shouldn't push forward here, there's always a point in every conversation where it's like, if I push this just a little further, it's going to get into Jesus. Uh, so often we back away from right. that tension that we're mm -hmm. feeling in ourselves. But I'm just trying to train myself to step into that tension. Uh, and mm -hmm. that's when God does awesome things. Wow. Wow. And with the, with the gas station clerk or with, you know, Target checkout or Taco Bell attendant, like wherever you are, is it usually yeah. asking questions about their personal life, how you get into those deeper conversations? Yes, it, it, it typically is. Yeah, I found that's the most natural way to get there because typically people love to talk about themselves. Right. Uh, let's, let's face it, it's everyone's favorite topic. <laughs> and so when you can ask questions about themselves, and, and number one, you ask a personal question and they blow you off. Well, okay, like I'm not right. going to worry about this situation. But more often than not, you ask that that personal question that's not too personal, but but is more a personal in nature. Uh, man, they open up 
Yeah. Uh, and they want to talk about their life and they want to talk about a the situation. They want to talk about how frustrated they are with their job or whatever it might be. And whatever they tell you, whether it's positive or negative, you can use that as an opportunity to say, hey, I'm so excited for you. That's awesome. Do you mind if I pray for you just to say, say thank you for this amazing thing in your life? Or, mm-hmm. man, I'm so sorry you're going through that. Do you mind if I pray for you uh, to try to encourage you in this moment? So however they answer, uh, the answer after that is, is Jesus. I love that idea of praying for someone, even if things are going well, to say, hey, yeah. let's let's praise God for it. Yeah, for sure. I had one random question mm-hmm. uh, about extroversion versus introversion. I actually don't know, Justin, are you an extrovert? Are you naturally the person who is excited to walk up and have that conversation or is is your default to kind of hang back, stick to yourself, um, avoid that conversation. I am naturally a people-oriented person. You are, so okay. I am. So you may have to have somebody else come on the podcast and talk about <laughs> how to do this in the context of an introverted personality. Um, I actually get energy from people. And so um, that's one thing, why, reason I love this is I love interacting with people and talking with people. I kind of see breaking down walls and with people in front of me as, kind of a challenge uh, that I like to try to overcome. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely the extroverted, uh, the extroverted person who does like to be out there uh, mixing it up with people. Hey, that's fun. And that's a different perspective, though, to say, mm-hmm. you know, what walls are up right now? What walls can I tear down in the name that's of the right. Lord? In the name of the Lord. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so good. Well, what do you think? Let's Let's end with the same question that we um, like to ask all of our guests on the podcast. What is a piece of advice or encouragement for our listeners to start conversations about their faith? Yeah, thanks, Jess. I think one of the biggest things that I've taken away that's helped me have more conversations is the word awareness. Mm -hmm. We get so busy with our to-do list and the things we have to get done and the places that we go. I think we just oftentimes forget to notice the people who are around us. And that's where I found there's times I'm so busy with all my kids activities and everything that I'll go a few days and realize, man, I don't really engage anybody in a meaningful conversation this week. So I think if if people can put tools in front of them uh, to continue to bring this idea back to their awareness, um, I think it's going to exponentially increase the number of conversations they have. And our our pastor really taught us something um, beautiful that I've been using in my life. And I found it's really helpful He has just encouraged us every morning as we get up or we're doing our quiet time or we're in the car driving somewhere, simply pray, Holy Spirit, bring me into conversations about Jesus. Not only are we inviting the Holy Spirit now to engage with us, to open up those conversations, it's also bringing our mind into alignment with what God has called us to do, and that's to provide Mm -hmm. hope and healing to a broken world. So that would be a piece of advice I would leave with everyone listening today. That's so good. And to start your day with that, what a what a tone-setting prayer. Yeah, and something that we really hope this podcast is too, a way for people to remember every week, hey, I can do this. I go through the drive-through. Hey, I could do this. I get gas every week, you know? Yep. And start asking questions and really notice and lean into the people that we're just walking by in our everyday life. Absolutely. Love that. So good. Justin, it has been such an honor to have you on this podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for your time, Justin. Thank you for the honor of being here. I appreciate it, ladies. 
Thank you so much for taking time to listen to our very first podcast conversation with Justin. You can follow us on social media and always check out the website, askaboutmyfaith.com for encouragement and inspiration. And let's be committed to taking Justin's advice of being more aware of those around us and leaning in to start faith conversations today. 